Ah, it's almost tax time. But there's one reason to be happy that March 15th and April 15th are almost here. What could that possibly be? Stay tuned to find out. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business -business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. No, I didn't OD on optimism. There really is a reason I'm happy every year when tax season gets here. Now, first of all, let me tell you, I'm not a big fan of taxes and I'm not a big fan of all the a fan of the headache that goes along with it. Uh, but there is something that's uh, good about this time of year. And first, before I get to that, let me tell you about a client of mine named Cindy. A few years back, Cindy and I were chatting about her first real breakout year. She had been in business for a few years and, you know, did what everybody does in the beginning, struggled. Revenue was tough. Profits were scarce. Employees were hard to find, you know, all the normal stuff. But this was her first breakout year. She, she had, you know, I think she did something like, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars in revenue, which of course resulted in, in a great deal more profit than her business had been accustomed to producing. And we were celebrating this. And it was around uh, the first or second week of December. And, you know, she had, she had uh, relative to where business had been, she had made a tremendous amount of growth in one year, which, which was awesome. And we were rejoicing this, like literally like high-fiving, hugs, the whole thing. And after we celebrated and rejoiced for a moment, I asked her, how much have you set aside for your tax liability? And she just stared at me. <laughs> and she... She, it was very clear immediately that that was not something that had um, really crossed her mind that much. Now, her and I had not been working together um, for more than a few weeks at this time. And, you know, it wasn't, tax was, was not a topic we'd gotten into yet. And her business was not in a place in previous years where she had to really worry about that because she wasn't making much money. And so, you know, the tax liability wasn't significant. Um, after she got done kind of staring at me and catching your breath and, and, uh, she, she said, uh, well, you know, how much do you think it's going to be? And I looked at her, you know, the numbers she had given for revenue and the numbers she had given for profit and what she had taken in pay and all that stuff. And I said, it looks to me like it's going to be somewhere around between 80 and a hundred thousand dollars you're going to owe. And again, the problem is we were having this conversation in early December, her business, was not on a quarterly or monthly IRS estimate plan, uh, which many of us get familiar with later on. Um, she was still in a situation where she just wrote one check once a year on on April 15th when, you know, when she paid her personal taxes. So there wasn't much time between early December here and April 15th to to create much of a plan. We were we were um, hard pressed and we were up against you know we had four months basically or five months. There just wasn't much time to set aside that much money. So what started out as a celebratory conversation quickly turned into making very aggressive plans to set aside enough money and delay 
capital investments, hiring. Like there's a ton of stuff that she had planned that we just had to delay. She had to pay the tax bill and she had to set aside enough money to do that. So what does that have to do with me being happy that tax season's here? Well, I'll tell you, this is the one time of year that we can take a few very simple steps to make our lives dramatically easier, easier and better throughout the entire year. Now, what am I talking about? Uh, first, uh, a few simple steps to make our life really easy for the coming year. Uh, first, we have to remind ourselves how serious the government takes collecting tax revenue. You need to look no further than Al Capone to figure out how the government prioritizes tax collection. Al Capone ran a bootlegging business. He ran a prostitution ring and had, you know, drug dens and and was in a gang war literally in the streets of Chicago for years and years and years. And the government did not bring him down for bootlegging. They did not bring him down for murdering people in the street, prostitution or drug rings. They brought him down for tax for not paying his taxes. Now, I'm not suggesting that they should have not done that. I'm glad that they took that kind of thing seriously and and I'm kidding somewhat. You know, looking back, they they used the tools they had available to them to, to, to catch the guy. I'm, I'm glad they did. But it wasn't all those other, you know, arguably worse things than, than not paying taxes that got him uh, landed in, in, uh, in prison. So we just have to accept that the government takes this stuff seriously. And it takes, you know, anybody who's been through a threat of an audit or, you know, all that kind of stuff, it's just, it's just unpleasant at best. It's stressful. It creates a tremendous amount of anxiety, and we don't have to operate this way. That's the key thing. We don't have to, to do it this way. We can choose to do it a simpler way that is less stressful and less of a crunch at the end of the year, and all that stuff can go away. So one of the things that we can do to make that happen is first accept that the taxes we owe, and I'm talking strictly income tax here. I'm not talking about sales tax you might collect. Many of the same things would apply to what I'm going to talk about here with sales tax you collect, um, but I'm talking specifically income tax that is a result of X revenue and X profit we generate. We have to accept that the taxes we owe on income tax are not our money from the moment we collect the revenue and generate the profit that results in the taxes. So let me say that again. The taxes that we owe, the liability of tax liability we owe from the moment we collect the revenue that produces the profit the results in the taxes, from the moment that happens, it's not our money. And if we just adopt that mindset, all this gets way easier. From the moment we collect the funds and, the, and make the profit, the tax money we owe belongs to the government. So we got to treat that money accordingly. We got to treat those funds accordingly. If we want to make our lives easier, we cannot treat the tax money we know we're going to owe as our own. And like a bill that someday we're going to pay next April. It's, this is not like rent. This is not like... Uh, insurance. It's not, you know, this is their money. For the moment we generate the profit, it's their money. And if we just, again, if we just adopt that mindset, our lives get much easier. Because so, we'll treat it like their money. We'll, we'll put it away like their money. We won't look like, we won't see it in our checking account and believe it's our money that we can spend. And we spend it. And then later on, we're like, oh crap, I don't have any money to pay the taxes. If we treat it like their money, we don't get ourselves in that situation. So what specifically should we do to make our lives easier? First thing, today, this moment, this hour, make an appointment, schedule an appointment with your CPA for early May. So wait till after April 15th and maybe give them a couple weeks to unwind after tax season. A very good friend of mine is a CPA, our CPA, and um, 
you know, it's a stressful time for them. And especially over the last few years with all the, the radical changes in tax law and, and, you know, the PPP plans and it's been a, it's been a, a bumpy ride for them. So <laughs> give them until early May, give them a couple weeks after April 15th, to catch their breath. But today, this moment, this hour, schedule a meeting with your CPA for early May. Now, the great news is nowadays with everybody like accommodating or, uh, or jumping on board with Zoom meetings, we don't even have to drive there anymore. You can do a Zoom meeting. This will take, you know, schedule a 30-minute meeting. That's plenty. Might need an hour, but probably 30 minutes is close enough. In that meeting with your CPA, forecast the revenue your company is going to produce for this year, 2022. How much revenue are we going to produce as a company? How much profit are we going to produce as a company? How much profit is going to be generated off the revenue we, we produce? And forecast how much tax we're going to owe next year on April 15th based upon the revenue and profit we're forecasting. Now, it doesn't have to be within $1,000. It could be plus or minus $20,000 or $50,000, whatever, as far as the revenue and the profit. It Let's not worry about getting it close enough to like, you know, a year from now be able to say we nailed it. If you get your revenue within fifty grand, that's a win. If you get your profit within twenty twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, what that's a win. It's good enough. Come up with a forecast and move on. Is my point. Let's not dwell on this. Let's not make this really hard. Get a get a number that you forecast that you believe in, reasonably close, and and move on. What is the tax we're going to owe next year? Now, based on that forecast of the tax you're going to owe, you divide that amount you will owe into a weekly or monthly amount, whichever you prefer. Some folks like doing this monthly. Some folks like doing it weekly. Uh, for me personally, I like weekly. I like smaller numbers. You can do it monthly, though. It, it's a, it's the same amount of money at the end of the month. It doesn't really matter. It's just a matter of what mechanics you like. Again, for me, I like doing it on Friday, you know, uh, afternoon and setting this money aside. That was how I like to do it. So, you take the total tax you're going to owe between now, this meeting in May, and next April fifteenth. You divide the number you're going to owe by 52 weeks or 12 months, whichever you prefer. And uh, you set that money aside in an account that you will not touch for any reason other than paying your taxes. So if you've read the book Profit First, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You create a savings account that's only purpose is to warehouse this money that you know you're going to owe as tax money. That's not really your money. It's going to warehouse the government's money until it's time for you to write a check. So, for example, if you and your CPA determine you're going to owe $160,000 in taxes, you would need to set aside about $3,100 per week or, you know, $13,000 a month, whatever, whatever. The, I haven't done the math on that, but weekly it'd be about $3,100 to pay $160,000 tax liability. Now, you may pay it monthly, you may pay it quarterly, you may wait and pay it all in one lump sum. I don't know your situation, of course. It doesn't matter. You get a, you get a chance to get out in front of this stuff and you get a you get a a plan to set aside this money and not treat it like it's your own and not get yourself in trouble. So again, I recommend setting up a savings account, which will only have the function of holding this tax money. Again, if you've not, if you've not read the book Profit First, I, I recommend that book strongly. I think it's got a ton of great stuff in it. If you have read it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. One of your accounts will be dedicated to your, your personal income tax. And we'll treat this money like it does not exist except to draw from to, to pay our monthly, quarterly, or annual tax liability. And then we're going to schedule a meeting with our CPA for later this year, after October 15th. I usually did it around um, the second week of November. It was always before Thanksgiving. 
in that, in that meeting in November, we're going to review where our business is relative to the forecast we created in May. So if we're way ahead on where we're bringing in more revenue and more profit, then we might need to make an adjustment up and put, instead of putting our $3,100 a week in there, we might have to put $3,700 a week or $4,000 a week or whatever. If revenue and profit are down from what we forecasted, we can make an adjustment down. Maybe $2,500 a week is fine or, or you know $10,000 a month or $9,000 a month or whatever it is. But we take the forecast we created in May and we look at where we at year to date compared to our forecast. We make an adjustment up or down on how much we're setting aside each week or each month to pay our taxes. Um, in some cases, you might you might find, hey, we're way ahead of schedule. We can maybe even take a month off or maybe, you know, whatever. In any case, it gives you six months almost. If you do this meeting in, in uh, November, you know, let's say before November 15th and you have until April 15th, you know, you got, you got five months to make uh, adjustments and you've already been putting money aside for, for, you know, six months or, you know, whatever it is, uh, I guess five months, you've been putting money aside every week for, for five months. The adjustment you'll have to make in October to make, make the April deadline is way smaller than if you just all of a sudden had to make, come up with a plan to come up with a hundred thousand dollars, $160,000 in this example, the adjustment will be easier than trying to come up with those large lump sums in a few months you might have to adjust by a couple hundred bucks a week, maybe maybe worst case scenario, $1,000 a week one way or the other. In any case, that's so much easier than trying to come up with $100,000 in, in just a few months. And this method takes all the stress and anxiety out of paying the taxes you know you're going to owe. It just becomes like clockwork. It literally becomes out of sight, out of mind, and you don't even think about it. You put the money in the account every Friday or Monday or Tuesday or whatever day you pick to do it. You know this money is not even yours. You put it in account. You treat it like it's not even there. It's not even part of your emergency fund. It's not even part of your rainy day fund, your your capital growth plan, whatever it is. It's not your money. You set it aside and you're just warehousing it for them until it's time for you to cut a check. And that that system just becomes so automatic and easy, all the anxiety and all the stress just goes away. Now, I'm not saying the frustration of paying taxes goes away. That's going to be there no matter what. How much we can do about that. But- all the anxiety of having to react to these massive numbers, all of that goes away. So uh, real quick before we move on, I just want to remind you, if you guys have questions or topics you want me to cover, uh, I'm getting a great deal of feedback on this, which is awesome. So thank you for those who have reached out. Uh, if you have ideas, though, if you have suggestions or questions, um, look me up on Facebook. Service Industry Success is my business page. Uh, you can shoot me a message there. I, re- I respond to all messages on there. Uh, shoot me a message and, you know, Throw your topic at me or, or uh, ask a question. I'll be glad to cover it here. I guarantee if you have a question, if you have a topic you're not sure about, there's tons and tons of people who are just like, you know, in the same boat and uh, those folks will benefit too. So shoot me a question. I'd, I'd love to, to answer. Uh, so back to our topic, the very first step, the very first thing we need to do is schedule that appointment with our CPA for early May where we forecast the revenue for this year, the profit that will be generated and the taxes that will be due. And they're going to ask you questions like, are you going to buy equipment? Are you going to buy vehicles? Are you, you know, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And that's fantastic to get all that stuff flushed out because then there's no surprises. And they might even ask you some questions you haven't really thought about having to answer yet, which are really important for your business. Like, you know, we do need to know, are we going to buy equipment or vehicles before or after January 1st? Well, that's something we should probably have a plan for. So first step is, Schedule that meeting with your CPA for early May. Again, give them give them a couple weeks after April fifteenth. Let them uh, let their you know their their uh, stress level come down a little bit. 
in that meeting, forecast revenue, profit, and you'll figure out the taxes that you think you'll be owing, owing next year. Based on that forecast, divide the number you're going to owe into weekly or monthly amounts, whichever you prefer. And each week or each month, set the aside the amount aside that you calculated into a bank account that will have no other purpose than warehousing the government's money until it's time for you to write a check. So, for example, if you and your CPA determine you're going to owe $160,000 in taxes, in my example, you'll need to set aside about 3100 bucks a week. You put that money every Friday, every Monday, every Wednesday, whatever day you pick, you transfer that money out of your checking account into the savings account, and you do not touch that money for any reason other than if you need to transfer it back into your checking account, cover the check you write, and the monthly or quarterly is fine, or you know the annual, whatever. Again, I recommend just setting up a savings account, just like in Profit First, where the only function is holding this money. I don't like to commingle this these funds with anything else because I don't want to have the perception in my own mind that this is my money and it's available for me to spend. It's not. It's their money, period, in the story. So that's how I handle the, uh, the, the account, and that's how I keep the money separate from our own. Uh, then we want to schedule a meeting for our CPA for later in the year, after October 15th, which is another major deadline for them, just like April 15th. I would always do it the first or second week in November. Again, give them a couple weeks after their big deadline to catch their breath. Review where the business is at relative to our forecast for May. Are we on pace? Are we short? Are we, are we long? Where are we at with this stuff? Make changes as necessary. If the revenue and profit's higher, we might kick in some more. If it's less, we can do a little less maybe. This gives us five months to get ahead of any change that we need to make before April 15th, and we've put a ton of money in the bank already. So one of the things that, that uh, people um, tend to think who haven't read Profit First especially is how am I supposed to set this money aside? You know, it's not easy to set this money aside every week. I need that. I need those funds to, to operate my business. Well, if if you, that is in fact true, it's easier to deal with that in smaller dollar amounts than than just not doing anything for four or five months leading up to April fifteenth, from let's say January first or December first. No matter what, the problem is the same. The only the only difference is how uh, much easier we make the problem on ourselves to solve. So. If you find yourself in a situation where you're saying, I don't have enough money to put the $3,100 a week aside, well, then that's a pretty good indicator we got some problems we got to fix. Maybe your pricing's not high enough. Maybe you're you're you know losing money somewhere that you're not aware of. Maybe your overhead costs are too, whatever it is. If you cannot, in fact, do this, it's a pretty good indicator that there's something we need to take a look at and you need to you know figure out why, why your business can't set aside the tax money that is going to be due whether you like it or not. So... Um, that's it for this week. Again, if you have a topic or question for me, don't be afraid to send it on my uh, Facebook group, Service Industry Success. Uh, believe it or not, I'm not a huge fan of paying taxes, but this is this is the one time of year I'm really happy that people can do a very simple thing which will make their lives dramatically easier. And I really, really recommend you take this step. If you haven't done it before, it just puts things on autopilot and makes your life so much easier. So that's it for this week. And uh, I will see you all next week. Oh, before I forget, if you haven't had a chance yet, please give us a rating review. Please share this podcast with a friend. Our numbers are growing actually pretty um, pretty good nowadays. So uh, thank you for those who are sharing it. Thanks for the ratings reviews. If you haven't had a chance to do that, please do so. That's how we, uh, that's how we grow podcasts is, is those ratings, reviews, and shares. And again, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for your time, and I'll see you all next week. <laughs>